Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. Filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, periods of snow. About 2 to 4 centimeters expected, the high minus 4. The wind chill will get up to minus 16. Tonight, periods of snow with a low of minus 9. Tomorrow, flurries continue throughout the day, a high minus 7. Wednesday, though, back to sunshine with a high of minus 6. Thursday, cloudy, the high plus 2. And Friday, cloudy, a high of plus 1. Normal high for this time of year is plus 5. The normal low is 7 degrees, minus 7 rather. The sun rose this morning at 7.42. The sun will set tonight at 5.43. Around the province in Estevan, it's minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 7. Swift Current at minus 10. Weyburn at minus 6. Yorkton also sitting at minus 6. In Moose Jaw right now, there's light snow. Wind northeast at 37. Gusting to 52, it's minus 7. In Regina, light snow. Wind west-northwest at 31, it's minus 7. The current wind chill, minus 15. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. Once again, filling in for Jim Smalley this week, this is Ryan McNally. The Canadian Crop Hail Association says there were about 50 hail damage claims at the end of September and in mid-October. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Rick Omolchenko, says about 80% of hail adjustments have been completed after a busy summer and fall. Yeah, there was not as many storms, per se, as compared to the other months, but the type of crops that are out there are, uh, you know, the riper crops, and the damage is, is extensive when usually they get hit. There's actually been some cases where, like, you know, they're, again, their guys are really close to harvest, and, and there's nothing much left. But they are far and few between, but they're still, they were scattered all over the place. Just where in Saskatchewan? We got on the uh, east side in the Yorkton area down to Estevan. It was spotty everywhere else. There was nothing much on the west or central areas. I understand it was pea-sized hail and what, more than 50 claims? Yeah, there's just a little bit more than 50 claims. Yeah, the hail was small. Some, you know, it was even like fast as sleet instead of hail. But there was a lot of, you know, a lot of activity, uh, a lot of snow, a lot of wet conditions uh, that actually is hampering adjusting. And uh, it's making it very, it's it's time consuming and trying to get to the field is tough. So we're uh, we're letting, make sure every all the, uh, you know, farmers are, you know, they're aware that we're trying to get there as fast as we can. We're completing them, getting closer to complete all the time. But it's a slow process. But how close are you to completion? Almost? We're probably in that 80, you know, just above 80% complete. And the last ones here, what's happening is we've got some snow coming down. It's breaking some plants off and stuff. Guys are wondering if it's hail-based or not. And that's what we're going out and having a look. And we're finding, just to make farmers aware, like if you see shatter and stuff like that, uh, you know, call it in. If you don't see any shatter, it's probably more based in, or broken off at the joint in cereals. It's more based on heavy snow that's broken it over. How do you define the September damage uh, in terms of total damage in the five-year average, and uh, was it costly? 
Yes, uh, like the September was very costly. Like I said, the um, you know the plants are in a, a ripened condition, ready for harvest, and it didn't take much to knock them over, knock them, shell them out. Uh, and it's really unfortunate that farmers, you know, have the whole year, and then this end storm or this late storm, these just devastates them. But uh, yeah, it's probably higher than the five-year average by a fair bit, and quite costly. Anything else to add, Rick? Uh, just, uh, again, like that, uh, bear with us. You know, even though, you know, we don't have a lot left to uh, adjust the conditions, especially, you know, it's more, you're more on the eastern side and southeastern uh, corner into Manitoba where we have still snow out there. We've got water sitting everywhere. Uh, guys are trudging through the ditches full of water trying to get to their fields. But bear with us. We're trying to get there as fast as we can. And I really appreciate the farmers leaving as much as they can if they are out there harvesting. Leave some check strips that are, you know, ask your CCHA members for exactly how much they want but you know if they're 100 feet in from the edge of the fields and they're 30 feet by 30 feet wide that's a really good check strip or more the merrier but continue working and trying to get it in and and we we feel for every time that uh, you guys are working out there we're wanting to accommodate as much as we can. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. No word yet on what caused a fire at the Rosetown Co-op Agro Centre on Saturday night. Fire crews managed to contain the blaze under windy conditions. The office and sales floor were destroyed in a matter of hours, but crews were able to spare the fertilizer bins. Rosetown is located about 115 kilometers southwest of Saskatoon. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Yorkton Auction Center Auctions. The first name you should think of in the auction business, call 782-5999. CN Rail is celebrating its 100th anniversary with a look at some important milestones in its history. The Director of Sales and Marketing, David Shednovic, says the Hudson Bay Railway route was promoted by farmers for many years. So Hudson Bay as an alternate sea route to England for grain was touted by farmers as early as the 1870s. In the early 1900s, the Canadian Northern Railway built a line from the Manitoba border to Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. And from that line, a line was extended to the Paw, Manitoba from Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. Work started on the line to the Paw in 1906 and was completed in 1910. It is at the Paw where the Saskatchewan River presents a natural barrier and the Dominion government had a bridge built over the Saskatchewan River starting in 1911. Initially, Port Nelson was chosen in 1912 by the government as the endpoint of the Hudson Bay Railway. The cost to build the Port Nelson was estimated to be about $4 million less versus building the line to Churchill, due primarily to the route to Port Nelson being about 70 miles shorter. But as early as 1914, engineers started to have concerns about the viability of Port Nelson, specifically about the harbor and silting due to the strong flow of the river there. Once World War I began, financing became tight and the completion of the line was delayed. Plans for the Hudson Bay Railway to end at Port Nelson were changed in 1927 after a survey was conducted and recommendations made that Churchill would be a better endpoint for the railway. Port Nelson and all the work that had been done to develop the port infrastructure there was completely abandoned. The Hudson Bay Railway arrived at Churchill in March 1929 as track was laid over frozen muskeg but ballast work wasn't completed until the summer. At its completion it ran 510 miles from the Paw to Churchill with the last 150 miles or so built almost entirely on muskeg across the watershed of the Nelson and Churchill rivers. Shednovic says the first grain shipment at Churchill was in 1929. So the first nominal shipment of wheat out of Churchill was made in 1929 on the SS Ungava Queen. 
The Dominion government had a terminal built between 1930 and 31 with a 20,000 bushel per hour four belt conveyor built in 1932. Electricity was generated by a coal burning powerhouse next to the terminal and initial storage capacity was two and a half million bushels. The storage capacity of the terminal was doubled in the mid-1950s and the terminal saw its peak shipping program in the 1970s, one year seeing almost 750,000 tons of spring wheat and feed barley shipped through the port. Originally, the Bay Line and Churchill Grain Elevator were designed to carry and unload grain shipped in wooden boxcars, and thousands of grain boxcars were rehabbed by CN in the 1970s and 80s. Despite this, more and more of the aging wooden boxcar fleet was retired. The Manitoba and Canadian governments supported grain shipments through Churchill in 1986 by investing in a fleet of 339 steel boxcars that were nicknamed Buffalo Boxcars on account of the provincial logo painted on the sides of the cars. CN strengthened the track structure in the 80s and 90s, and in 1996, CN safety tested shipping grain in light axle weight aluminum covered hopper cars to Churchill, and the last of the remaining grain boxcar fleet was scrapped in 1996. After the Bay Line was sold by CN in 1997, the new owners authorized grain to be shipped in standard steel covered hopper cars up to 263,000 pounds gross weight. Shed Novik says, or rather outlines, some of the challenges and opportunities in shipping grain through the northern port of Churchill. So everyone immediately thinks of how short the shipping season is, roughly 100 days from August through the end of October. Typically, the first grain vessel is in no earlier than the first few days of August, and vessels need to be clear of the Hudson Strait by Halloween in order to sail with an ice pilot on board. But in order for a vessel to call on the port of Churchill in the first place to load grain, the owner or operator of the vessel has to be able to take that vessel there. Any time charter contract stipulates where a vessel can and cannot go, and that includes issues surrounding war risk and ice risk. Ultimately, you need to be able to break Institute Warranty Limits, or IWL, to call on Churchill. But if you think about it, it's no different than calling on or not calling on some or all St. Lawrence ports in the wintertime, or the fact that salties have to be out of the Great Lakes by a certain time. CN interchanges traffic at the PAW with Hudson Bay Railway, which is part of the Arctic Gateway Group. Historically, the railway cycle time associated with shipping grain to Churchill was roughly double compared to shipping to Thunder Bay. In the late summer and early fall, this isn't really a factor because demand for hoppers is low overall and fleet is generally surplus. And that's an opportunity to utilize capacity coinciding with the opening of the bay. During peak grain shipping season, however, the size of the hopper car spotting program that CN can deliver on a weekly basis depends in part on how fast equipment can be loaded, sent to destination, and return back to the country for the next load. Double the cycle time of any longer cycle corridor versus a short cycle corridor hurts overall grain supply chain capacity. This also represents an opportunity, however. The Arctic Gateway Group is investing in upgrading the track to allow for more efficient rail operations and improved cycle times. David Chinovic is the Director of Sales and Marketing for CN Rail, which is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hicks Seed and Moss Bank. If you have the need for seed, call Hicks Seed. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 26006. Feed barley up four dollars to one fifty one sixty two. Canola is down forty cents to four oh eight thirty six. Flax unchanged at four eighty five ninety three. Oats down five ninety two to one ninety fifty one. Yellow peas unchanged at two eighteen fifty four. Feed wheat unchanged at one forty seven seventy nine. Number one red spring wheat down a dollar eighty seven to two fifteen twenty eight. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association, up to $1 million now available to farmers. Visit ccga.ca slash cash advance for details. Here are the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Right on 5,000 cattle on the week here in Moose Jaw for the week ending October 25th. We featured the Charlays and Semmentals this week. These top-end, well-haired, well-dehorned Charlay cows, they bring a 5 to $15 premium right here in Moose Jaw. The cow market was much the same as last week. The big bulls are on a lower trend Red and black sale here on Tuesday the 29th. It's full. We'll be having pens of replacement quality heifers if you're looking for some of them replacement heifers. On Thursdays, good cows, 77 to 84. Sales to 89. These good bulls, 90 to 90 to a dollar five. Here's what happened at their Tuesday sale. 78 tan steers. 534, 237 and a quarter, a tri-load, 592, a tans at 225 and a quarter, 647 tans at 215, another tri-load, 707 at 214.50, 57 little tan heifers, 485 at 213 and a quarter, 590 weight tan heifers, 197 and a quarter, 657 weight tan heifers at 190. We sold some top-end Semmental steers at our Thursday pre-sort, the 6s and 650s. They bring 209 and 209 and a quarter. That's what happened here in Moose Jaw this week. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Monday, October 28th. Hams sold 5,100 hogs Friday, selling a range of 128 to 157 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,800 head, selling a range of 126 to 155 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, October 26th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 145.79, Ham's Cash, 156.26, Thunder Creek Brickle, 154, and High Life, 156.32 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up six basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3064. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.66 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are lower to start the week, with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt National down $1.28.95 cents and $1.08 U.S. 100 weight, respectively. Weekly slaughter came in 5.1% higher than a year ago, and daily net cutout value remains under pressure despite some recent strength. The net result is pressure on cash markets, which also develops seasonally at this time of year. Loss of pork will be processed, and the new plant capacity will allow for that throughput. But market conditions have so far not been enough to provide price support in the fourth quarter. Lean hog futures opened this first session of the week on a lower note, but have moderated since the open and are trading in a two-sided and choppy pattern to start the week. The activity is par for the course, as market conditions have not substantially changed, and no supportive news for hogs developed over the weekend. On the outlook, periods of snow today, about 2 to 4 centimetres expected, the high minus 4, the wind chill minus 16. Tonight, periods of snow with the low minus 9. Tomorrow, flurries continue throughout the day, the high minus 7. And Wednesday, sunshine with a high of minus 6. In Moose Jaw, there's light snow, the wind northeast at 37, gusting to 52, it's minus 7. In Regina, light snow, wind west-northwest at 31, it's minus 7. The current wind chill, minus 15. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. Filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally.